Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm Garrett Reisman. And I'm Mike Massimino. And we are two funny astronauts, or so we hope. Now, remember, we're not saying that we are funny for nope. people. We are saying we are <laughs> funny for astronauts. So hold right. us to that standard, please. It's a low bar. It's a low bar. It's a low bar. Okay. <laughs> so uh, today, uh, we're going to talk about um, uh, some, a, a, a really amazing person who th today, the day we're recording this, uh, passed away, which is Michael Collins from Apollo 11. And, and since, he, uh, since he passed away, Garrett, it might not be funny, but but we do. Uh, he was a very funny guy with a great great sense of humor. And uh, did you see the note from his from his kids on his Instagram? No, do you follow? no. It, you, you should we should take a look. But it said how his uh, there you know, he I guess he died of cancer and he was you know fading mm -hmm. for a while. And uh, but he said he didn't want people to mourn. He wanted people to celebrate and remember and laugh and. So well, that's what I guess we're in good shape in that that regard. Well, that's that's appropriate because yeah. you know I don't I don't know if as many people got to know him as as got to know Neil and Buzz, but um, but the thing about him was he was a really funny guy. I mean, really funny. Uh, certainly the best sense of humor on that crew. I think that that goes without <laughs> saying. Uh, and so yeah, I mean, if, if we're going to do a Hall of Fame uh, of you know funny astronauts, uh, he would be in there, no question, because. Uh, God, he, he had this great self-deprecating kind of very yeah. humble uh, sense of humor. And uh, I, I really, you know, enjoyed listening to him every time I could. I mean, he was yeah. just an amazing guy. Yeah, I, I agree. You, yeah, you spent agree. some time with him personally, right? I did. Yeah, the first time uh, the first time I met him was I was a student uh, at MIT. It was my after my first year as in grad school. Um, I worked at NASA headquarters, and Gary, I'm a, I'm a little bit older than you. I don't, you don't really remember Apollo 11, I wouldn't think, right? Because you were born right yeah, close to it, right? You don't. I was, I was, I, I was just over a year old when, uh, yeah. when that happened. So I, was, I think I figured out. I got some weird thing. I'm like the youngest astronaut born uh, before Apollo 11. Mm -hmm. who was selected be below the age of 30 years old at the time of selection. I was the last one. I was the last astronaut that was less than 30 years old at the time of selection who was born before Apollo 11. Whoa, now that, how about that? That is quite a distinction, but it's so complicated, yeah. even you don't understand it. How the hell are we going to know what the hell that what is? Hey, but you I know, think I you know, know what as you're well saying. As I do. It, it is not, it's not easy to set records in spaceflight because everything's no. been done, right? The, for the first man in space, Yuri Gagarin, the first spacewalk, right. Leonov, the first American in space, uh, Alan Shepard. Uh, you know, all that stuff's been done, right? The first guy in the moon, Neil Armstrong. I got, I got so, the first tweet. So look, I got the I got, first tweet, I got man. the first guy born <laughs> after Apollo 11, younger than the age of 30 from Parsippany, New Jersey. No, that's, no born that's before me. Apollo 11. You were born before right. Apollo 11. Before. But, the, but, but you the were last. selected. So the, you were the youngest guy ever selected who was born before Apollo 11. Everybody that was selected under the age of 30 after me was born after Apollo 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that and, right, I, right. and I, I was the first guy to tweet from space. And both of Ooh. those things I don't think match up to going to the moon, which is what these other guys did. But 
Yeah. So that's pretty. So where were we on this? We're talking about Mike Collins, I think, at some point. Mike well, what Collins. I was saying so is, you, you met him. You don't, yeah, you don't remember the the Apollo 11. I, I mean, I, but it was one of my first things that I kind of knew what was going on. I was six years old that summer, and uh, it was it was really that's what inspired me to become an astronaut. I think we talked a little bit about this on a, on an earlier uh, an earlier show. But this guy was my superhero. I mean, so was Neil and Buzz, of course, but he had the same first name as me, Garrett. And when you're a little kid, that mm. matters. You know, he's also, yeah. he has Michael as his name, as mine is. And and so I kind of liked him. And uh, he was one of my favorites. And then I was at this meeting at NASA headquarters. And it was about, you know, it was like a, it was a, uh, it wasn't really a very technical meeting. They were like making plans for the future or something, you know, that, but Michael Collins was on some kind of committee and he comes in to listen to this. And he made some comments, and I was like, holy cow, it's Michael Collins. And right after that, I go to the building cafeteria, and he's sitting there eating lunch. And so, mm. I'm, you know, one of those moments, like, do I bother this guy, or do I not bother this guy? Do I see what happens, or do I regret this the rest of my life? I go, I'm going to go talk to this guy and see what happens. So I go up to him, and he's sitting by himself, because probably everyone else was either too smart or polite not you know, to bother the guy. But mm -hmm. I was like, I don't care. So I went up to him and said, do you, do you mind if I join you? And he's like, okay. And I told him I was in that meeting, and he says to me, he goes, well, what are you studying? And he goes, you're a student? I go, yeah. And I go, mechanical engineering. He goes, well, there sure wasn't any mechanical engineering in that in that meeting. There was like a lot, of, you know, a lot of policy plans and stuff. Oh, I was okay. like, okay. So this guy's kind of, you know, kind of fun. And uh, he was very nice, you know, and we, you know, he just kind of talked about what I was doing at school and, and what he was up to and, it was just a very short encounter, but it was it was very nice and polite, and you know didn't tell me to leave him alone. And uh, that's when I first met him. And then the, I, I met him, I guess, you know, at reunions. I said hi. Yeah. But when you were talking about being very humble, I was at an event at MIT, and this was kind of interesting because the Aero Astro Department at MIT celebrated their hundredth anniversary a few years ago, and they invited me to to come to this celebration. And I said I'd be happy to go, but I wasn't in your department. In fact, the truth of it was, I tried to transfer to their department before I knew better, and they didn't want me. So they oh. said, no, we don't want you. But now they want me to come to the reunion. So I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll be happy to come. But I, and I went there, and there was a lot of astronauts there, most of which did not go to the Aero Astro Department, which is a great, <laughs> a great department. Uh, but they hosted this very nice, this very nice celebration. And uh, some, of the, you know, some of the older guys were there, some of the Apollo guys. And we're on, I'm on this panel, it was mainly shuttle and station astronauts up there, like from our era. And, uh, and it, the Q&A started, right? And people are lining up at MIT to talk to us behind this microphone. And also I see Michael Collins get up. And this is maybe about, it's probably about six years ago. Mm -hmm. Michael Collins gets up and stands online. He asks a question to us, you know? And he gets to the, he gets to the, to the microphone and he says, he says, you know, um, all of you have, accomplished so much and you've been in space you know the time you've spent in space and he, he said he said my first space flight was like three days and my second space flight was five days but you guys have spent you know some of you have spent six months in space like you Gary all the time spent all this time in space and I'm just really in awe of what you do you don't get enough credit for what you did and he sat down and then I was like does anyone know this guy you know this guy his second flight was five whatever it was five days but it was Apollo 11. You know, but he's yeah, just kind like, of a oh, memorable I a, one. I had a yeah. little, a little space flight where I was up there for five days. But that so was him. Yeah, very, very, very humble. And he's, you know, yeah. This is what. And then I went to him afterwards, and 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 you know, had a picture taken and talked to him. And his daughters were there, and 
that's when we first started to get to know each other a little bit. And then there were some other things that that uh, we can talk about where I, I got to interview him and so on later. But you yeah. have a good story from uh, yeah, meeting yeah. a matter of you. But it was just that humility. I mean, he was a very humble yeah. guy, just like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah we don't have anything to be humble about. You know, yeah, that's a good point. This yeah. guy went to the moon. You know, what yeah. are we going to be humble about? Yeah, it's, the easy, first to be humble. it's easy to be humble when you've been to the moon, right? Because then, like, you got that, you got that in your back pocket. You don't, you don't got to brag ever again. So this, this particular reunion, we have a speaker. So what happens is they have, you know, you have like a golf tournament. Uh, you have, uh, you know, there's uh, technical briefings. And then at night, we have a big banquet, which is really the highlight of the whole thing. So you get like the current astronauts, the former astronauts. You sit with your crewmates that you went to space with at the table. And it's a great social opportunity. And you sit there and, uh, and, and the old timers even come by too, you know, to these things. And uh, I remember one time I ended up uh, dancing out there with Scott Carpenter. I'm, I'm like, I'm looking around and it's, it's, it's uh, no, Walt Cunningham. Who was it? Walt Cunningham. <laughs> well, Scott, they're, they're, all right. Walt Cunningham is always at the reunion. Yes, Walt Cunningham Walt is probably up. at the next reunion right now. He loves going to reunions. He's a very social guy. He does. He does. But Scott it's Carpenter, probably- I think, I think the one you're talking about was when you and I did a little bit of a of a shtick there. We did, uh, which I thought was pretty. We can we can talk about that at some point, but but to not to interrupt your flow here. But we <laughs> right. did, we did. You and I at that same reunion, Scott so- Carpenter. I think the one you're talking about. We're yeah. dancing with Scott Carpenter in 2000 when you and I did a somewhat of a comedy routine, which eventually led us to this podcast, I guess. That was over 20 I, years ago. Part, that was a start of it all. That was, that was a start of it all. all. I needed but, Charlie Precourt asked me to do some comedy, and I, and I was like, what? At the reunion in front of all these famous guys? I was still a relatively new guy. So I, I recruited you, and we did, we did a couple jokes, one of which that. I think was, was really good. One of them was really good. What was it? Was give the flavor of the – oh, yeah. I remember, what, I remember you called – you called a friend of yours. Don't worry, I'll get you back on track with the story. All right. Okay, great. <laughs> well, you you uh, called a friend of yours who was a comedy writer. Because I said, Garrett, you got to help I me did. with this. And you called somebody who wrote some jokes. And uh, we did oh, this that's one joke. Right. That's right. We did two jokes that were good. One was, uh, well, it was kind of the one same joke. We had Charlie Precorders, like our straight man. Uh-huh. Uh, and we said something like, um, we now think send us to space. I think you and I were saying, send us to space. We want to go. And right. he's like, why should I send you to space? And we can do research. We can find out, find out discoveries, like whether the world is flat or whether it's round, right? <laughs> and so this was all scripted, folks. We knew yeah. what the answer was. But, but Charlie Precourt goes, <laughs> I know the earth. I know the earth. The earth is round, Mike. And I go, we go, why? And, and he goes, well, I've seen it from space. And then you and I go, oh, yeah, there we go. The experienced astronaut making fun of the all making fun of the new guys you guys haven't been to space but i've been to space that's what it was everyone else yeah yeah you guys don't know and then and then you had a line where you go or one of us said something like oh yeah there you go again you know and and they had like a celebrate they had like a carnival going on for like the lunar lunar rendezvous thing it was that time of year Mm -hmm. where they had a carnival that was going on in houston and they had the moonwalker oh yeah we sent the buzz aldrin Hey, Buzz, did you check out the moonwalk? And he says, yeah, it's okay, but it's not like walking on the real moon. You know, you just saw you to all these guys. We would go and we were new. Like you're saying, yeah. we would go, we see these heroes, and we had, we didn't know what we did. They were like, you guys haven't even been off the planet. Ah! I know. You we, know had, but we had done nothing at that point. Yeah, so that was a little bit. That's I think that was our first time working together, Gary. That, that might have been. Was at that, that, that reunion. Yeah, that that's what been. I think. 
All right, so I, you I were, can't believe you remember you, all that. But but the, but there some blazons in my. I can't remember what I had for lunch today, <laughs> but I can remember my time as an astronaut, and the listeners will suffer because of it. Yeah. I'm going to continue with these things. <laughs> so man. you're saying you're saying right, right so now. I'm saying, I'm saying had, so, let, me, let me bring you back. It was Scott Carpenter. Scott Carpenter dancing with Scott Carpenter. Right, dance with Scott Carpenter. Right. He's a pretty good dancer, by the way. He's got some nice moves. But but anyway, the point is that um, they, they, this year, was a big thing for those guys back in the early '60s. You know, that was a big I, thing. I, yeah, yeah. Foxtrot. <laughs> Go ahead. Box step. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, so there th- this year, you know, at the banquet, they have a speaker. And then this year is going to be Michael Collins. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know what to expect uh, uh, from from Michael. But he gets up there and he starts telling these stories. And he was unbelievable. I mean, he had me riveted. I mean, he was such a great storyteller. He had such an incredible sense yeah. of humor. And he, and he told this one story that I'll never forget. It was, um, uh, he, he says he's come back from Apollo 11. They come back from the moon. He's, it's him, Neil, and Buzz. And they land. They get, they're get they on the aircraft carrier. The president, Nixon, is there on the carrier. And, and they come back. They have a ticker tape parade through New York. Oh, yeah. And it was big. It was big. And all that was, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of nice, you know. Going Probably to the, moon, the walk, biggest whatnot. thing that's ever happened in the world. <laughs> he, was, he was like, yeah, you know, it's all right. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. Uh, but then, he, then they're going to go on this trip, and they're going to take Air Force Two, like the backup to Air Force One. They're going to fly this thing, like, all around the globe to spread goodwill. They're going to visit all these countries and all these world leaders and represent America. Okay, so they're, going, they're getting ready for this trip. One day, he gets a call, and, he, and the guy on the, on the call says uh, – is this Major, I, don't, I forget what rank he was at the time. He became a general eventually, but is, is, is this Major Michael Collins? Mm. And he goes, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. He goes, well, um, this is Captain Smith. So, uh, yes, yep. Uh-huh. He goes, we understand that you like to drink gin. And, and Michael Collins is like, oh, uh-oh, you know, what do I say now? He's like, uh, yeah. And this guy goes, what is your preferred brand? I'm the purser on Air Force Two, and I'm stocking the plane. I want to know what kind of <laughs> gin you like. And he's like, um, Bombay, Sapphire? And, <laughs> and, and he goes, okay, sir, we'll have it. And he gets the Air Force Two, and it's full, full of Bombay, Sapphire. And he goes, okay, the ticket, you know, walk, going to the moon with Neil and Buzz, you know, the aircraft carrier, the, the ticket tape parade, all that was pretty nice. But having the purser on Air Force Two call me and ask me what gin I want on the plane for the, re, for the tour, I knew I made it. <laughs> <laughs> you know you've made it, yeah. That was, that was like the big that's thing. That's pretty good. That, that's funny. Yeah, of all yeah. the he did, you know, you know, you mentioned that they did the world tour. They visited <laughs> all these places. They went around. They literally did, right? They ran around the world and met with, leaders of all the different countries and uh yeah. i think that kind of summed up that it was really at a, an event with what, what those guys have said uh what i've heard what i've heard them say is that it was never you did it the americans did it as we we did it no matter where you were in the world but they visited england have you garrett have you seen them the uh the show the netflix show the the crown have you ever seen any I, of those I episodes? Watched one or two episodes yeah yeah have you seen the one with the apollo 11 guys in it no, no, I didn't. All right, you got you got to check this out. Basically, what happens is for people who haven't seen this, you know, it's a very popular show. But this one show, 
uh, they talked the the uh, the the uh, the Prince Philip who just recently died, and, and yeah. you know we're, we're recording this on uh, you know the day that Michael Michael Collins passed, just not too long ago. Prince Philip uh, died, uh, and uh, and what they depict in the Crown is at this time in 1969, the prince is kind of going through a midlife crisis, and uh, he's you know he's really interested in the moon landing. And he thinks this is the greatest accomplishment. And these are real men and they're real explorers and they've enlightened and they're, they're not having any midlife crisis. You know, they're these wonderful, unbelievable superheroes. And then later on, after the moon landing, the queen says, you know, the Americans have asked if we want to have an audience with the, with the Apollo 11 crew. And he's like, of course, yes. And she goes, I knew you would like it. I've already set it up. He goes, but I want to speak to them alone. I need time alone with them. And they go, okay, well, so he gets like 15 minutes alone with these guys and you got to see the episode, but he's disappointed, <laughs> right? He's it's like, they were just, cause they're just like regular guys, you know, yeah, they were, yeah. he's looking for the secrets to lie. Like, well, you know, we, we did our checklists and we did this and, yeah. and what they really wanted to know is what's, what is it like to live in Buckingham palace? That was on right. their mind. You know, you have lots of servants and do you get and what, and what, and what kind of do gin get, do you have? What kind what of kind gin do you have? Beef, exactly. You get the, feeder. Get the beef get the feeder gin, right? That's what they, <laughs> right? So this is like what these guys are interested in. And he's very disappointed by this, you yeah, know? And yeah. Prince Philip is, you know, you see after the, you know, and it's good. You just I, don't take my word for it. Watch the show. Yeah. I'm trying to describe it as best I can. But he, you know, explains to the queen, he's a little disappointed. You know, these are just regular guys. And she's like, well, yeah, they were, they were picked to do the mission and that's why they had the initial he's like so he's kind of disappointed you know he's like they're just regular guys they're not you know they're they didn't have the secrets to life they, but I, that's the thing they, they I, were regular I, I'm still guys in my midlife crisis they were regular guys yeah. and and um, they were regular guys this, this might be apocryphal i don't know but the 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 uh the, what i heard is that when uh, michael collins you know he so he circled the moon all by him, himself all by mm -hmm. his lonesome while neil and buzz were gallivanting mm -hmm. around on the surface getting all the attention and uh Neil and Buzz, you know, ascend back up from the lunar surface to go back mm -hmm. home, and they rendezvous with Michael Collins in the command module. He's waiting for him. They mm -hmm. dock, and after they dock, they knock on the hatch to open the hatch to co come back into the command module so that all three of them can return back to Earth. Mm -hmm. And apparently, what, after they knock, Michael Collins goes, "Who's there?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let, let, let me get back to the crowd. And then finish the crown story. So, so as you know, they were, the the prince is a little disappointed that Collins and Aldrin and Armstrong aren't you know didn't come back with the secrets to life and didn't get mm -hmm. him out of his midlife crisis, and he's a little upset about this. Okay, almost forty years exactly after that event, Prince Philip and the Queen meet another group of astronauts. Me and my friends on SES-125, we're, oh. we're at Goddard, and they So say, they weren't uh, disappointed we're gonna... then. Well, wait till you hear what happens. <laughs> so right. what, uh, let me tell the story. So what happens is, is that he, uh, <laughs> Sorry. we get this, we get this, like, it was very hush-hush. They're like, oh, we want you to, you know, there, there's going to be a special guest at, the, at Goddard, and, and we want, you know, you're going to be able to meet them. And I'm like, what the heck? So it ends up being it's going to be the Queen and, and Prince Philip, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, first off, you know, like some of our, one of our military guys, like, I don't know if it's a good idea. You know, they're, you know, we fought against them. And we're like, that was, you know, in the 1700s. None of our <laughs> families were even involved. <laughs> Let's just leave that alone. You know, Megan MacArthur was, we're meeting the Queen. Damn it. You meet the queen. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we meet the Queen and the, it's amazing meeting the Queen. The, the Queen is, she's, she's just as, she, you, you want, you're not, there are all these rules. 
You, know, you can't, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to offer your hand. If she offers your hand, you can shake it. You can call her your majesty and then you can call her ma'am. There's all these rules. You can't, Prince Philip, of course, is not a king, even though he's married to the queen. Don't call him a king. Don't say I met your husband a king. He's a prince. They got all these rules. Even if, but if you're a king and you get married, then the woman becomes the queen. There's all these rules of what we're supposed to do. And the queen comes and, and we're looking at her. She, she was, she's off to the side and she comes over to, to meet us. And uh, I just wanted to hug her, Garrett. She was so, Aww. she would just look, she looked like your mom and your, and your grandma and, you know, sure Mrs. Against, Santa Claus. That, I'm pretty sure that's against the rules, Matt. No, no, but I mean, you just wanted to, she just looked, she just <laughs> no, looked, there was no, against the rules. The queen. I, want, I was like, queen, you know, cool, you're so, but she was a little, very, she was looking at me like I, like I was a giant and, and the way I was introduced to her is Mike, Mike Griffin said, uh, this is Mike, uh, Mike Massimino. He's one of our larger astronauts. That's how <laughs> I was introduced to the Queen of England. He's one of, and she's looking up at her like that, and I'm looking down. So anyway, later that day, they separated the king and queen. They weren't together. Later that, I mean, I'm sorry, the prince and the queen. So yeah. later that day, he comes and meets us, right? The, the prince. Now, I didn't know this whole background story that what happened to him with Apollo 11. Because there wasn't no Netflix yet. That's why. Netflix. I didn't, there was no yeah. Netflix. I didn't know the story. But after right. I saw the story on Netflix that he was disappointed with meeting these astronauts, it's like, holy cow. And I looked and I Googled this. I don't, there's no record of him meeting any other astronauts. It took him 40 years to get over that, to meet astronauts again. Wow. And who does he run into? Is he? And so yeah. he shows up and he's all dressed very nicely. He's got fancy jewelry on and everything. So that was it. That, so guys, so that, was, it's like, it, it, that was it for another 40 years. Well, listen to what happened. <laughs> so, so he comes. He's all very, he's very nicely dressed and everything, uh-huh. and he, you know he's got his jewelry, a king, his uh, prince ring on, or whatever. Very nice man, and he's very happy. You know, he's oh, I'm so I'm so happy to meet all of you, and he shakes our hands. You know, and that, I guess is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, so now we're going to you know share something with him, and we had one of our a simulator for one of our uh, tasks that was done on a previous mission. Re, re, uh, to remove a power control unit and it had all these you know these big connectors it had on it and we had a special wrench and i had the idea let's let's show this guy the wrench so i, I go prince philip let me explain to you this you know what we were doing here and we were removing the power unit and we have this we have this wrench that we invented and we have these gloves for you to put on and i can show you how to repair the hubble with this really cool wrench and he looks at me and he goes, oh, no, don't be a ridiculous, man. I'm not going to try your wrench. So that's it. It was like he had had, you know, he was very polite, but he was just like, this is what it go. took him 40 years. And he didn't, mm. so he didn't find out the secrets that, it, you know, the life from the Apollo 11 guys, at least that's what it said in the crown. And then he yeah. runs into us. And all I have for him is, is look at wrench. the design of this fancy space wrench that we have here. So yes. there you go. So where well, were we? We were talking about well, the Apollo we're talking 11 about these, guys, these Apollo 11 guys on their, and, and the, on their and the, world tour. On the world tour, and and the, the thing about all of them, like you like like you're saying with that story about uh, about who they were, they were not the ones that are going to wax poetic necessarily or or tell you what the secret of life is. They were ordinary guys, you know, and that was what made them great. And and I, I remember a story about Neil Armstrong that I remember hearing from. His son actually told this uh, right after Neil Armstrong passed away. His son told me the story. Um, and, uh, it, you know, his dad, he never bragged. And Neil Armstrong was the most, the most humble of all of them. He'd be the last guy in the world to brag on his accomplishments. I mean, even compared to Michael Collins, he was even more humble. 
And and so Neil Armstrong once, though, he said that uh, as a kid, they were going on a ski trip. This was after Apollo 11, but he was, was when his son was still a, a, a boy. And they're going on this ski trip, I think up to Lake Tahoe. And they're driving this rental car up this mountain and they get to a checkpoint where they have to put on the chains. You know, when you're going up these mountain roads, if it's snowy, snow tires aren't good enough. You need to put chains on the wheels. And they had rent with the rental car came this package of chains. And so Neil Armstrong, he goes out there to put the chains on the wheel and it won't fit. All right. The chains are the wrong size and won't fit. So he goes to a, pay, a phone booth because they had those back then. He goes to a phone booth. He calls up the rental car company and says, hey, I'm in trouble here. I, I can't put the, the chains on the car. They're the wrong size. And the guy from the rental car company says, um, are you sure you're doing it right? He's like, um, <laughs> <laughs> did, did you put him, you know, face down? And did you yeah. do the click? And he goes, yes. He goes, did you read the instructions? Yes, I read the instructions. <laughs> did you try to do the outside tire? for? Yes, I did the outside tire. And it's going on and on. The guy's just just thinking he's got a nick and poop on the line. And he's got to walk him through. The, and he's going out. So, um did you did you uh, did you match the tire chain set to this to the to the tires uh, uh, of the car? Was it was it? Well, did you get it with the car? Did you bring your own chains? And finally, he goes, "Hey, look at the name on the contract." <laughs> and, the guy, and the guy looks at that. He goes, "Neil Armstrong." Yes, Neil Armstrong. Yeah, I, know, I got the right size. Yeah, I know how to put the chain. I'm Neil Armstrong. <laughs> really, he did that. He did as a one time. It's apparently the one time he ever whipped that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've been whipping like that out like guy. all the time. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In fact, I would say I'm Neil Armstrong if they would believe me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, that's funny. But um, yeah, so I mean, those guys, you know, losing losing Michael Collins uh, today, um, you know, getting to know him a little bit, uh, seeing him at the reunions. More recently, um, I got I got to see him a, a couple a couple times. One was when Alan Bean passed. Uh, Alan mm. Bean is this. I've got a lithograph of one of his. I don't know if you can see it behind me there. But Alan, uh, when Alan passed, um, his wife, Alan's wife, asked me to be a uh, an honorary pole bearer for him at uh, at his internment at at Arlington, and uh, so it was cool. It was me and these Apollo guys, and Michael Collins was there, and his, you know, his he was he was older. I think he had just had a, a something, you know, an operation on his knee. He was a big runner. I think when he turned fifty, he ran fifty miles the day he turned wow. fifty. Wow, he was a you know, he was really <laughs> low insane. pulse, great shape. You know, I don't think I've run 50 miles last year. I don't no. think, you know, I don't know if I've, you know, I don't know if I no. might have, I, I have trouble driving that far, right? So I, I fall asleep. So, you know. By the way, by way Neil, Neil, yeah. Neil was the opposite, you know. Neil, yeah, he didn't like that from Neil. He yeah. hated the run. He said, the quote from Neil was, God only gave you so many heartbeats. Why would you waste them on running? That was, <laughs> that was his thing, right? He, he wasn't into that. But Michael Collins, yeah. you're right. He was different. Michael Collins was a, was a big runner, was very fit. But I think he was having some trouble with his leg. And I remember, his, you know, even his daughter was saying, oh, you know, you maybe you know, see how dad's doing as we're walking behind this thing. And he had, he had this great relationship, I thought, with his daughters and with his family. And everyone just loved the guy to see him with his, with his kids. And they were, getting, we were, they were getting ready for the big um, uh, Apollo, uh, Apollo 11 anniversary. Alan passed in the spring of 2018. And it was starting to ramp up for the 50th anniversary already. And uh, and I got to see him at an Explorers Club event uh, 
that March, it was March of 2019, he was in New York City and uh, they were going to, we, they were doing interviews and uh, he asked for me to interview him for, there was like mm. this little discovery channel thing. And so I got to sit with him and ask him these questions about his life and about Apollo 11. And then later that night, I got to present him with an award and uh, they had a few like astronauts from our era. And then they had a, the Apollo guys were there. Most of them were there at this thing, the guys that were still left. And he matched me up with him. And it was just this feeling of like, now that it had come full circle, me as a little kid, mm. you know, six years old, watching those guys on the moon, identifying with this man because we had the same first name. You know, that was it. He's yeah. got the same name as me. Maybe I can be an astronaut, like that kind of thing. I have this thing in common with this hero. And then getting to know him, uh, not super well, but just enough that at least I could talk to him and he would, we knew each other and I got to know his family a little bit. And at the 50th celebration that we had in New York to, to be the, the, the one astronaut identified to be with him that evening as mm. you know, sort of the present or like the past and the really far along, long ago past was really, uh, was really That's quite special. touching. And uh, really, uh, you know, these, the, the thing about heroes, I think, Garrett, you know, is that uh, I think we both would agree, you know, we, we do get to meet people that we idolize. As, as astronauts, mm. we get to meet these guys. And um, it's really wonderful when you're not disappointed. You know, yeah. when, you, when you meet yeah. the guy. And they're really and good guys. He's, yeah. he's better than anything you could have expected. When you see him around his family and his friends, and what his colleagues think uh, of the guy. That was, that was goes, him. Yeah, it certainly yeah. goes for these that guys. Was uh, I was the same way. You know, I, I think I might have mentioned this before, but I, when I was a kid, I used to watch, I had a Super 8 movie reel of Apollo 11, the highlights mm -hmm. from the flight. I watched the thing over and over and over and over. And uh, they were really, I mean, they were my heroes too. And um, even though my name wasn't Michael or anything or, or, or Buzz. <laughs> Garrett, or, or, Garrett, wasn't, Garrett wasn't as popular back in the, when he named those I had no, I had the, nobody to look up to. I had, I, had yeah. no, I had no role model. There's no other Garrett really at the time. <laughs> um, but anyway. There was Owen uh, Garrett, but that's a different. That's a different, totally different. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, uh, and then I remember when I first met Neil Armstrong, uh, he, mm -hmm. You know, all of us go back once a year to get our physical. So even after you're, mm -hmm. you're retired and you're no longer an ash, a current astronaut, you still go to Houston every year and they, they take all these blood samples because they're do, still doing studies. We're still guinea pigs, right? So Neil Armstrong used to drop by every year and he used to ask to, like when he was there, to speak to the most recent astronaut class yeah. to, to get to know the new guys. And that was really a great thing that he did. So we all assemble as an astronaut class and we're sitting in this conference room and Neil Armstrong mm -hmm. comes in to give us a presentation. And he spent the whole time talking about the X-15. He spoke all about the flight yep. test program for the X-15 because he really felt like that was the pinnacle of his career as a test pilot. Yeah. It was not Apollo 11, not being the first man to walk on the moon, but the contributions he made to the control system on the X-15 as an engineer. And that's really what made, and that's a little window into, into who this guy was. Yeah, and and at the end he he was he was wrapping up and he went the whole the whole hour without saying one word about the moon. The same but, same in our class, Gary. Did same, the same thing. thing. Yeah. But then same I deal. don't know if this happened to you, but but uh, one of the members of my class, Tracy Caldwell, wasn't going <laughs> to let him go, <laughs> and she so she raises her hand and she says, "Oh, Mr. Armstrong, um, uh, I just got to ask you, as you were leaving the Earth and you and the Earth was." was getting smaller and the moon was getting bigger in the window yeah. and you and you saw this and you're on this incredible journey what was going through your mind 
right? She has that. She and she said it just like that. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and so and so he he <laughs> he looks at her and he said, "What was on my mind?" He goes, "Okay, well at that point, as the moon was getting bigger and the Earth was getting smaller, we had already completed the translunar injection, uh, the TLI burn. Mm-hmm. We were in the transit phase, so." I took all the procedures, all the checklists for <laughs> ascent and for Earth orbit and for uh, the transposition maneuver and the TLI burn. And I took all those checklists and I put it in a bag marked trash and I threw it in the back <laughs> of the command module. And it felt great because I never had to worry about any of that again. I, the training was all done. I never had to think about it. And, yeah. and, that, and that was a great feeling. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's who this guy was i mean he was a pilot that's, he was a test pilot that's he, who he was that's what he cared about it, he was not a poet yeah he did the same thing to us uh and once we got to the q and it went to x15 and we we're like what about the moon and so we started asking the moon questions and uh, julie payette who's a canadian astronaut and uh she uh she raised her hand and she <laughs> said you know uh the contractor for the uh for the pads on the lunar module uh, were made by a Canadian company. Oh. So in Canada, we say the first feet on the moon were Canadian. And and Neil Armstrong just kind of looked at it and said, okay, next question. <laughs> the first feet. And then the same thing. So, so he did the same thing, Gary. He just wanted to speak to our, we were, I was the astronaut class right before 96 uh-huh. to 98. Same thing, X-15, Hobbit. And he was in there, I think, for his, he was there for his physical or something like you, you described. And so I see him in the cafeteria the next day, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm online, next, and it's kind of like we're saying with Michael Collins, like, I'm wait, wait, wait. Is one that, of my is heroes. That, is that where you stalk all the Apollo astronauts is in the cafeteria the day I spend after the a lot of time. Is that, is that, sometimes that's... it's a cafeteria. <laughs> if I want a little more privacy, you know, the toilet. Sometimes you <laughs> got them, you know, they're, they're captured there. That, no that's kidding, a, no kidding. Uh, 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 a moment ago, hey, wait, Buster, come here, quick, quick, come here. My son, Buster, who happens to be right mm-hmm. here. What? <laughs> We stalked Buzz hey, Aldrin in a in a bathroom in in Switzerland. He did. You remember, that? You remember that? Did it work? Yeah. yeah, we went into the bathroom and he and, and and he's taking a leak. He's at the urinal, and I'm like, "Hey, Buster, that's Buzz Aldrin. You should go take a pee next to him." <laughs> <laughs> and he did, right? How did it go? I think so. How did it go? Every- um, Everything come out okay? Everything. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's a joke our dads would tell us. That's a good boy. <laughs> Thanks. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so what yeah, were you so saying? I, so I was next to him at the cafeteria, on the food right, line, right, at lunch right. line, whatever. I don't Anyway. So again, you know, he's standing right next to me. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say something to him. And we, he just spoke to our class the day before. And I didn't get to ask him uh, a question like, you know, like I, I didn't, whatever. I wasn't going to ask him anything or just didn't. And so I said, well, that was my chance. So I go, you know, Neil, let me, let me ask you something. Uh, and I introduced myself to him and he said, oh yeah, it's good to see you again. You know, just on the day before. So he said, Neil, you know, let me ask you something. That thing you said on the moon, one small step for man, giant leap for mankind. <laughs> How in the world did you come up with that? Did you, did your wife tell you to say that? Did you hire a publicist? And where did you come up with that thing? And he, uh, he looks at me and he, and like you were saying, like he's all about business, right? He's, he's not going to waver here. He's going to, Tell you what 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 he want what do you need to know right and he kind of puts his tray down and he looks at me he goes mike i didn't think about what i was going to say on the moon till after i landed i was like really and he goes yeah i wasn't you know i wasn't gonna I, you know i, I was worried about landing mike i you know I, we had to land if and if i didn't land there'd be no reason to say anything 
Right. Right. I, okay. You know, that makes sense. And he looks at me, he got, he got kind of serious on me, Garrett. You know, he's looking at me, he says, you know, Mike, you're new to this business, but you know, in this business, you got to take care of business first mm -hmm. and, and not worry about all that other stuff. You don't worry about right. any of that PR stuff. Don't worry about any of it. You got to do your job. And he goes, you understand? And I'm like, I got it, Mr. Hero. I, I've got it. You know, I, I understand. I got it. All right. So years later, right? Uh, wherever, eight, how many years later? 12, 14 years later, wherever it is. I'm going to space uh, for a second time. And they're asking me, to, they asked me this, to send the first tweet from space. And so we're in our L minus 30 press conference. And for folks, that's like launch minus 30 days. It's the last time the press can ask you any questions. And it's been announced that I'm going to, and so that's what they want to know about is this tweet. Mm -hmm. So I get asked this question right from the press guy, some guy raises, you know, what do you want? And he says, what are you going to do for the first tweet in space? And I'm like, well, we're not going to worry about that. We got to get to orbit first. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. I'm not worrying about it. I'm not going to think about it until I get to space. So that's, uh -huh. what, that's what's on my mind. So what was we launch. Yeah, that, it's coming. Okay, we launch, so we launch, and we set up. We, you know, we set up the computer, Garrett, and, and uh, you know, we're floating. It's flight day one. And I'm gonna, I have, you know, I'm supposed to send this tweet from space, and I'm looking at the, you know, I'm looking at the screen, and like, oh, you know, whatever I'm, I'm thinking, I can't. I've got vapor lock. I can't think of a word. And I was like, oh. that advice I got from Neil Armstrong was the worst advice I ever got in my life. <laughs> and then I doubt I started doubting him. I go, there's no way he came up with that on the moon. Yeah, no there way. There's absolutely no, he, he, no way. That I'm was sort of bullshit. Zero gravity. You know, it's not that big of a deal compared to being on the moon. And I've got, yeah. I can't think of anything. <laughs> so and how did he come up? Like, I, he might, like hey, there's no way he came up with that on of the moon. Of course he didn't. You know? Of course he didn't. Yeah, of course he All right. But <laughs> I believe that. So. I tweeted, the tweet was, uh, I'm feeling great. The adventure of a lifetime has begun. And I send that, and that's the first tweet from space. That was on a Monday. I think we launched on a Monday. Or, I don't know when it was. Anyway, it was a Monday. But the next Saturday comes, and they make fun of me on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. And uh, what they said is on Saturday Night Live on a weekend update, and Seth Myers is the host, and he, he, says, he says, we have the first tweet from space, and here it is. Launch was awesome. They only put the first few words in it. Launch was awesome. In 40 years, we've gone from one giant leap for mankind to launch was awesome. If yeah, we ever find, if, if we ever find, and he continues and he says, if we, ever, if we ever find life in the universe, this is how we'll be notified. You and know, shows I, bet my you, Twitter. I bet you. I'm not done yet. I'm sorry, he shows, sorry, he sorry, shows sorry. a little thing. He goes, he goes if, there, if we ever find life in the universe, this is how we'll be notified. And a little has my little Twitter. Geez, dudes, aliens. So I got made fun of for my tweet. But I blame it on Neil Armstrong for not preparing me appropriately. To, yeah, Let me anyway, tell you something. It. When that tweet came down, Neil Armstrong was looking at his phone. And he saw that tweet. <laughs> and he goes, I can't believe yeah, that guy yeah. bought it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what an there idiot. You go. That's right. He believed me. Uh, All right, man. I don't think I, I got. I got a feeling Neil Armstrong probably, probably wasn't on Twitter, but no, probably yeah. Not. There we go. He's not. Anyway, the, he's that's not a our kind of guy. I guess Garrett this ended up being our little tribute to our some of our encounters, and there's more, mm -hmm. but some of our encounters with uh, with our Apollo Eleven heroes. Uh, but uh, we're very sad to now we've lost Neil. You know, we Neil passed years ago, and. Uh, and now Mike is uh, Mike Collins is is gone from us well, here and uh, to Mike Collins. To 
to Mike Collins. To Mike Collins, his family, and, and his family, and and, and uh, uh, it was a be more appropriate great, if we great, had if we had a gin and tonic here with Bombay. But uh, yeah, now we'll do that. We'll do that we'll later when we're the off time. the air. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Man. Here's the well, thanks for joining us, folks. Cheers.